0: Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. Join me as we head into service. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. And so we pour out our praise to you only. You give life, your love, your light in the darkness, you heal our brokenness. And so, Lord, we come today to say, Great are you, Lord. We come to recognize in, with humility that it is in you that we live and we move and we have our being. And so right where you are, you are to lift your hands in submission to the great God who woke you up this morning who has given you a right mind, who's caused you to be in the land of the living. It is that God that we worship, that we praise, that we bow down to to, and give honor to today. I'm so grateful to God for you, for allowing me into your homes. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the privilege of coming into your presence. We come with all humility, knowing that you alone are righteous. You alone are good. And yet we know that although you're high, you have respect for the lowly. And so in lowliness and humility, we come today asking you to speak a word. We are your children who tremble at your word. Speak a word that is clear. Speak a word that will inspire and direct us. Do this for your people and we'll forever give your name the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Church doors are closed in many places across the country and around the world because of the effects of the coronavirus pandemic. At the same time, many in our country have taken to the streets to protest against racial injustice and the inequities that have occurred. And this protracted police brutality that now comes to us via our mobile devices, on television, and it has shocked the conscience of the nation. Across many cities, fires burn. Properties are burned. Businesses are looted by a few bad actors. On the West Coast, properties are burning. Dry lightning. Dry lightning. There's no rain, but lightning strikes and fires begin to burn. Millions of acres, places in Oregon, small towns, are burned to ash and rubble. The count is rising of those who are known to have perished and those who are missing. But in all this, the Spirit of God is flowing out from the altar into the communities across the nations of the world. The Lord God, even as I speak to you, is seeking those who will get in the flow so that healing waters can cover the earth, so that our land can be healed. I come today to encourage you to get in the flow. Let's go to the word of God and try to make this plain. We're going to begin our text in Ezekiel chapter 47. We're going to read verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to go down to verse 7 and read verse 7 through 9. And it reads, Ezekiel 47:1 reads, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple. South of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. Let's go down to verse seven. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, this water flows towards the Eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, Its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the river goes. Let's look a little more closely at this text. If you read Ezekiel 46, you'll find that the Spirit of God is showing him inside the temple the order of worship and how things are done, how the sacrifices are prepared, how the burnt offerings are delivered, and all of the formal accoutrements of the priest and those who serve in the church. And then he took him outside and gave another perspective. I believe prophetically that God has removed us from all the formal accoutrements that go on inside of the temple. And he's giving us a view of how the spirit of God is to flow out into the community. Sometimes God has to shut the door in order for the Spirit of God to flow because as it was with his people Israel, so it is with us. It becomes comfortable. It becomes the thing for us to do for ourselves but I want you to know God made it clear to me as I was studying this text is he is not looking for piety. This is not a time for piety. This is a time for the spirit of God to move so that healing can take place. And God knows, and you know, and I know that this land needs healing. There's so much division. There's so much hate. There's so many things that cause us to be in our own tribes. And our view of reality is distorted. Everyone has their own view. But wherever this river goes, life will spring forth. Let me not get ahead of myself. The Bible says that this water was flowing from under the threshold of the temple. And notice how many times the East is emphasized. In this text, the West is never mentioned. But you see multiple mentions of the East. You also see a mention of the north. It's not just one direction, but there's an emphasis on the east. And I said, Lord, why the east? When Daniel prayed in Babylon, he faced the east. The east is where the sun rises. The west is where it sets. In this text, you see the emphasis on the east, the light And actually the light by day and the light by night, the sun and the moon both rise in the east. I believe God wants us to understand prophetically that when you're in the flow, you walk in the light. You will never walk in darkness. Even when God sends us into a place that's dark, the light will be there. There's moon, the moon guides us as a light in the night. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night, if you get in the flow. And God takes the prophet Ezekiel out to see what he's doing in this time, to let him know what's about to happen. Not in the verses that we just read, but if you read further in chapter 47, you'll see that the prophet moves out. The angel is leading him by the hand. Sometimes God has to take us by the hand to get us to go where he wants us to go. And he goes into the water, the water that's flowing and it's ankle deep. And he's good as long as it's up to his ankle. Then he goes a little further, it's knee deep. He's okay, he's starting to get a little concerned. I sense by reading the text that Ezekiel is not a swimmer. He gets up to his waist, it gets waist deep. He starts to wade in the water, The the old spiritual says, wade in the water, children. God's going to trouble the water. And then it gets to a point that Ezekiel says, the water was so high that one who can swim needs to go in this. And the angel then takes him by the hand and leads him back to the banks. What is God saying to us? God is ready for, to launch us out into deep waters. For some of us, it might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but God is right there with you. He will always take you back to safety. Not to worry. It's time to get in the flow. When we go a little deeper into the text, and it talks about the healing waters. It goes from flowing to running. At the end of verse 2, it says, the outer gateway that faces east, and there was water running out on the right side. We're in a season where the water is flowing. And God told me to encourage you to get in the flow before the water begins to run. Because when it starts to run, it's hard to keep up. You don't want to miss the move of God. The flow is happening, but it's going to get to a point soon and very soon where the water is going to begin to run. It's moving faster. Living waters are moving waters. How do we understand prophetically what God was saying to Ezekiel? Let's go a little deeper. When Ezekiel went to the banks of the river, now he's moved away from the temple. He's at the banks of the river and he saw very many trees on one side and on the other. So on both sides, he saw very many trees. What do these trees represent? The psalmist in Psalm 1 tells us that if we don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, but we meditate on the word of God, we shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that will bring forth fruit in its season. We shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So these trees represent life and they are nourished by the water that's flowing. These trees will forever be nourished because the river flows into a sea. If there's a drought, you might see a river dried up, but the sea will never dry up. It is is a picture of us flowing in to the sea of the Spirit of God. My spirit might get melancholy. My spirit might get drained. But the spirit of God is without measure. And as long as I'm in the flow that goes into the spirit of God, I'll never be dry. I'll never be barren. You'll never be dry. You'll never be barren. You'll never be unfruitful. You will never lack in good works if you just get in the flow. The water begins to flow in the presence of the prophet. And it says, and it shall be that every living thing that moves, every living thing that moves is going to live because of the flow of the water. God has an assignment for us, even in this pandemic, that we are to bring life to every living thing that moves. It goes on to say that a great multitude of fish, which is talking about provision, but Jesus even said to his disciples, three of them who were fishermen, I'm going to make you fishers of men. We've all heard Bishop Grantham's story as a child that he wanted to be like Peter, a fisherman. Well, this picture is both Substance, as well as God calling us to bring people into discipleship. There is a way, there is a way that this river flows and it it heals all the land that it touches. It brings life to everyone who comes in contact with this. How then does this river flow in our lives? It's the spirit of God that is watering us. It's the water of the word. It's the water of the spirit. And it flows in such a way that the giver of life is able to touch everyone who comes in contact with it. How then do people come in contact with it? In the gospel of John... The seventh chapter, I believe in verse 38, it's not going to be on your screen, but you can look it up if you'd like. But it says, in effect, when Jesus was about to enter the feast, he went up on a high mountain. He went up there for the sake of acoustics so the people could hear him. He didn't have a microphone, but in the mountains, your voice reverberates and the acoustics, carried his voice and he said for those who believe in me as the scripture says out of your belly out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water the same rivers that the prophet is talking about The rivers of living water are like the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God doesn't come by observation. It is within us. The kingdom is within us. This river is within each and every one of us. What that means then, if we look at this text, everywhere the river flows, the the life springs forth. Everything that's moving shall live. That means when you and I show up, and we release the river that's flowing in our heart. Flowing in our heart. Somebody who's sad will be made glad just because we showed up. That's why we want to fast CGA because we don't want to stop the flow. We want this flow to happen. Life depends on it. Healing depends on it. Love depends on it. Out of our heart. The things that are in our heart flows out of our mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. There's a river that flows every time you speak. The river that flowed in my house last week was deep because of all the words that you spoke to me with handwritten notes, with your with the cards, with the expressions as you drove by. There's something that's healing about that. And God wants to heal the land by causing the flow of the river to happen in cities and nations and communities around the world. He needs the cooperation of his people because the Bible says everywhere that the river goes, if the river doesn't go anywhere, there's no healing. And the river that is static becomes polluted. That's why the Bible talks about the flow It talks about living waters. It talks about waters that are moving because water that's moving purifies itself. And so it is with our spirits. The stagnant spirit becomes polluted. It becomes polluted and it's easier for that which is polluted to complain, to gossip, to make accusations. Accusations are of the devil, not of God. The people of God cover. The people of God love. And that's why we want to flow. Let the the spirit of God flow in our lives. And so everybody who surrounds us, everyone who's around us can be healed, can be touched, can know the love of God because it's flowing in us. We don't want to be in a place, in a dry place. We don't ever want to be disconnected from the sea that the river flows into. The river needs a larger body of water to feed it. And so it is with us. We need the spirit of God, the sweet heavenly dove, to water us daily so that we can be washed by the water, the word of God so that we can release life, so that the words that we speak are spirit and they are life. Jesus modeled that life for us. Jesus was the visible expression of the invisible God. And Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. It is the will of God that the words that you speak and the words that I speak are spirit and life. Are you ready to get in the flow? Somebody needs to type in, I'm in the flow, because wherever this river goes, everything that's moving shall live. We're in a pandemic, but that doesn't mean you can't put put on a mask and walk around your community with good distance and speak life over your community and speak a word of life to someone who needs to hear someone who's given up hope. You can FaceTime someone. You can text someone a kind word. You can pick up the phone and speak life because everywhere the river goes, you, those that are moving, that still have breath, that are still in the land of the living shall live. You have life in you, life to impart. And God is saying that there are so many things That could be healed if the church would just get in the flow. The church is divided by faith because Presbyterians and Methodists and Baptists and all those people, it's time out for that. It's time out for that. While the doors are closed, there's something flowing from the altar under the threshold that is bringing the people of God to a place to understand that it's about him. It's not about us. It's not about doctrine. We need to be in a place where we understand that Jesus is Lord. And if we agree on that, we are together. In the words, of Augustine, one of the fathers of the faith. He said, in the essentials, unity. In the non-essentials, liberty. And in all things, love. As long as we can agree that Jesus was born of a virgin, he lived, he ministered, he was on earth for 33 years. He hung on a cross for the remission of our sins. He died and he rose up and is ascended into heaven and ever lives to make intercession for us. Everyone in the faith who agrees on that ought to agree to get in the flow. And for everything else, where our differences are, liberty give people the space to think differently, but we will not embrace a spirit of antichrist. Those who speak against him, then we defend, we become apologists, we defend the faith. I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about the things that are keeping us from coming together and healing the world, because our witness is impacted when we don't love one another in such a way that the water flows through us. Then our witness is powerful. Then we overcome the wicked one by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony because our testimony is sure. Somebody say amen if you're with me. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go to Zechariah 14 and 8. Zechariah 14 and 8 reads, and in that day, It shall be that living waters shall flow from Jerusalem. Half of them toward the eastern sea and half of them toward the western sea. In both summer and winter, it shall occur. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And that day it shall be, the Lord is one, and his name one. Lord, hasten the day, hasten the day when you shall be known as one, and your name shall be known as one. God, clarify in our minds, in our spirits, and in our hearts the things that confuse us. Hasten the day when that water flows from the city of God and covers the earth. The text said the east and the west. In a sense, the water is flowing in different directions. And what I want you to see is the prophet Zechariah gives a picture of it going east and west. And east and west have never come together. You've never seen a direction on your GPS that is east-west. You'll see southeast, southwest, northeast, et cetera, et cetera, but you will never go east-west. They, never the twain shall meet. And even though it's flowing in different directions, you see the unity of the Spirit. It says, the Lord is one, and his name shall be one. God is teaching us something about the flow of the Holy Ghost in the earth, the flow of the spirit. The spirit can flow in different directions, but even in that, there's unity. I hope somebody can see this. God reveal your prophetic mysteries to your people that we might know that it's okay to give people the space. Some flow west, some eat flow east, but you are one and your name is one. God hasten the day that the whole earth will see it together. God make every crooked place straight, make every rough place smooth, bring down every valley, exalt every, bring down every mountain and exalt every valley, so all flesh can see your glory together. God, we wanna hear you more clearly in this season that we might get in the flow. We don't want to go against the current. We don't want to get caught up in a riptide. We want to go in the flow. We want to be with the flow. I I wanted to title this message, Go With the Flow. And God said, not so. There's too much going with the flow. And that's caused consumerism. It's caused tribalism. It's caused people to see the world through their lens. And so you have all these varying world views. It's even so in the church. He said it's time for people to get in the flow. Like the man who sat by the pool for 38 long years waiting for the angel to move the water to get in to the pool. And no one helped him get in, but one day he met Jesus. He didn't have to get in the pool to get in the flow because he was healed instantly. God told me to tell you, getting in the flow doesn't mean getting wet. You don't have to be concerned like Ezekiel because when Jesus shows up, You can get in the flow and never get wet. I promise you, you won't drown in this flow. The waters are moving. God is troubling the water. It's time to get in the flow so that everywhere you go, everything that's moving shall live. God wants to send healing, and he's looking for people who are willing to get In the flow. I need you to light up the chat room. Somebody needs to be encouraged. Get in the flow. It's not hard. Jesus is the one who needs to cause the current or who makes the current move. Our job is just to get in the flow. Understand and discern the move of God. Understand and discern the will of God and flow with the Spirit, flow with the Spirit. It's time out for going with the flow. It's time to get in the flow. It is about knowing where God is and being there. There are too many precious people who are well-intentioned, who've come to believe things based on their world view and not the immutable, the inerrant word of God. But I believe that God is going to raise up prophets who will speak in a language that his people understand, that is so clear that even a fool can't err. We're in a season where God is gathering. God is doing something, and he's doing a quick work. And he needs people who are sensitive enough to get in Because when the water starts running, there are going to be some who can't keep pace. But if you're in and it's flowing, the current carries you. You're carried like that child who had a view that was unseemly, who asked their father to pick them up. We're saying, Father, today we need you to pick us up so we can see what you see. We wanna see the world the way you see it. God, we're so confused. There's so many voices. There's so many angles, and people honestly believe the rhetoric that comes out of their mouth is truth. I don't care what side you're on, right or left. I'm talking about the spirit of God that flows east and west, and yet is unified in one. That's where I wanna be. I want to be in the hands of a God that can flow in different directions and yet be one. His name is one. And the Lord, our God, is one. Somebody say amen. It's at the cross that we are one. The rivers are flowing at the foot of the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I'm happy all the day. God is calling us to a time where the gospel is preached, not opinion. Not philosophy, because truth is seen through the lens of the gospel. Not through my worldview, not through your worldview, not by my opinion, not by your opinion, but by the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's where life is. That's where truth is. And when we uphold that word, the word that we speak, yes, It shall be spirit, and it shall be life. Let's look at our last verse here as we bring this home. It's found in Revelations 21, 1, and 2. I'm still talking about getting in the flow. The text reads, And he showed me a pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit, Every month, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. God knows we need to pluck some leaves from that tree in our nation and in the nations of the world. Because it's the healing of the nations, plural. There's something about the prophetic that I want to impart. There's telling forth, and there's foretelling. I, I was—I uh, just finished the book of Isaiah, and I there's a pattern that you see, and Isaiah does both telling forth and foretelling, but he does mostly foretelling. He prophesied things in his time that were so clear, and that had such conviction that you could see it happening now. As I read it, I see the application even today. But what he was prophesying from where he was in time, some of it didn't happen for more than 500 years. And so depending on how you measure the prophetic, you can miss it. If you say, like I have said in the past, That the word of God says, if what a prophet speaks comes to pass, fear that prophet. If what that prophet says does not come to pass, don't fear him. That is true if you're telling forth. You're talking about something that is now, that is very specific. An example, there's a young prophet whose name I won't mention, who I was smitten with just because of the power of his ministry. And I watched as he would say things to people that nobody else would know. It's like, that's obviously a revelation that came from God. And one day on social media, he made a proclamation. And it was a prophecy. In fact, in his own words, he said, if this doesn't come to pass, you can say God hasn't spoken to me. It was very specific. It had a time frame. It had persons. So you could look for it. And Because I had confidence in this young man, I said, I'm going to look for it. And the time came and it went. And I had so much confidence. I said, oh, maybe he just missed by a little bit. Waiting and waiting and it didn't happen. That's telling forth of an event that's gonna happen in the near future and it didn't happen. Now, does that mean that the person is not a prophet? No, it doesn't. But it means in that instance, he spoke presumptuously. He spoke presumptuously. God didn't say that because if God said it, it would have happened. God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, there shall be a performance. And so, in discerning the prophetic, we need to be able to separate telling forth from foretelling. Because if someone foretells something that may not happen in my generation or your generation, doesn't mean that God hasn't said it. And if you reject it, you're rejecting God. God asked me to tell you that, or told me to tell you that, so that we will not err. Because we're living in a time where many false prophets have arisen. And there'll be some things that will cause your ears to tingle. It sounds good, but it's not the words that are spirit and life. And so when we look at revelations, we're looking at a time to come. It is is the thing that gives us hope that the day is going to come where you and I are going to live in a city where the water is going to be so clear, it looks like crystal. And it's the water of life. Well, what we've read from Zechariah and Ezekiel is the water of life that God is sending now, that he's telling forth, that it's happening in the earth, not in the new heaven and the new earth, it's happening now. We have the same story that is told forth and that is foretold prophetically. And so these living waters are for today and tomorrow because we serve a God who's the same today, yesterday, and forever. The fruit of this tree is for the healing of the nation. And as we stand together today, we pray for the healing of the nation. We seek the face of God that the water that he promised would flow, would heal the nation. But not just the land, but everything that moves would be healed because of this water. Because of this water. There are some faith traditions that have holy water. This water is holy because the presence of God fills it. And this water is in you. Just as the Lord Jesus said, whoever believes in him, as the scripture says, out of your heart, out of your innermost being, and in some translations, out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living water. And if it is so, that everywhere that that water goes, there's healing, there's life. That means everywhere that you and I go, people are to leave feeling better, leave our presence feeling better. The woman at the well was ashamed before Jesus showed up, but because he showed up, She was no longer ashamed. She became a witness. She said, come see a man. That's what it looks like for the water to flow. The woman who was called in adultery was so ashamed, her life was about to end. She knew they were gonna kill her. Pious religious people were about to stone her to death, but Jesus showed up and life, everywhere this water flows, Everywhere it flows, life shows up. God is saying, I want you to now be my sons and daughters in the earth. Jesus is interceding right now for such a thing. Get in the flow. There's somebody listening right now who doesn't fully understand what this flow is all about. I want to make it simple for you. If you today would just pray the simple prayer that I'm about to pray, Jesus will come and he will make all things new for you. He will give you understanding and he will show himself in such a way that is undeniable. Jesus is the visible expression of the invisible God. And that's how God is revealed by the spirit of God that is flowing in the earth. I wanna pray with you right now. If you have not committed yourself to him, your life to him. Father, today for all those whose hearts are divided, who have continued to go their own way. I pray that you would convict by your spirit and let your love overwhelm them. Let your love overwhelm them now. They're feeling outcast. They're feeling pushed aside. God, reach down into the margins of the earth and bring them close to you. Save their lives, redeem their lives from destruction. That they might be with you forever, beginning now. That they might know life that is more abundant. And that they might know that this is eternal life. To know God, and the one who he sent. In Jesus' name we pray, and by him we give thanks and say amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to reach out to us. There are people who will pray with you and help you in your walk. If you would just, there should be something on the screen telling you where to communicate with us or how to communicate with us for prayer. This time with you is always so precious. God bless you, God keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you